Are you in excruciating pain brought on by your son, daughter, or spouse suffering from addiction? The sleepless nights, the constant worry, and the feelings of isolation. Recovery Centers of America wants you to know you're not alone. Addiction destroys families. But if you call Recovery Centers of America today at 1-888-RECOVERY, your loved one can begin to recover, and so can your whole family. At Recovery Centers of America at Monroeville, your loved one will be treated with compassion and dignity by expert addiction professionals while recovering in a world-class facility. Family Support Services will give you knowledge, connection, and community so that you can begin to heal and recover as well. Call 1-888-RECOVERY today. Recovery Centers of America accepts insurance, provides transportation, and offers intervention services at no cost. Patients are admitted 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Call 1-888-RECOVERY now. Hey, I am Sholem Adiduena. And I'm Jacob Scott Thomas Bertrand, and this is the Lone Lobos Podcast. Now, some of you guys might know us from the shows we've been on, i.e. Cobra Kai, some of the other ones... But September 21st, we're going to be launching our podcast together. And what are we going to be talking about, Jacob? Unapologetic takes on adulthood, shooting every week, growing up in the industry. Listen to Lone Lobos on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For the past 20 years, I've been immersed in the world of true crime and have confronted serial killers face to face. My name is M. William Phelps, host of the hit podcast, Paper Ghosts. Now my new show, Crossing the Line. Get ready for the uncensored truth, interviews with top experts, and stories of the missing and murdered you have not heard anywhere else. I mean, he was the master manipulator of coercive control. It turns out that the dead guy worked out at the same gym. Listen to Crossing the Line with M. William Phelps on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Record Store Society, a production of iHeartRadio. If you're just relying on Netflix for everything at all the time, you're going to get stuck. You're going to get stuck not being able to do what you want to do. We can't live on the internet yet. It's not reliable enough. But uh, I think that goes for all mediums, especially music. But, uh, you know, I, I mean, do, do whatever you're going to do. I'll, all I'm saying is that physical media is very, very important, and we should all be prizing it, you know? But, but, but anyway, I, I don't know. Oh, oh, hey, hi. Uh, welcome to our record store. Uh, I'm Seth. Uh, this is where Tara would normally be, but she's out sick today. So, uh, yeah, yeah, feel free to look around and uh, just give us a shout if you need anything. Um, I mean, more than anything, I just think that there are many things on streaming things, all the streaming systems out there in the world, where they only have a finite amount of music. So they are determining what you listen to unless you... <laughs> curate your own personal library and I, I just i just find that very important and uh, oh oh hey look it's takura mccullough hello hey how you doing i'm doing very well here let me get off this phone call Ooh, okay I, sorry I, I gotta sorry. tell this person i'm not gonna catch you up it's bad anyway okay oh, oh but okay. please come in anytime i will sell you many records and cds okay goodbye Anyway, pe- people not hey. the people not prizing physical media. They need to. It's very important. Um, oh my gosh! Yes. Yeah. You uh, know, speaking of physical media, uh-huh. just the other day I was looking at um, oh an ad came up on my TV for a song from Eurovision, oh. and I was like, oh, I remember that dude. That dude had a good song. Hey, I downloaded that song. Let me go play it. Wasn't there anymore. Uh. 
was gone. Yeah. I was like, what? I don't have it. I, I don't know if he like re-recorded it, mm. wanted us to all have the new one, but I was like, dang, dude, I yeah. like that song. What happened? No, no, it, it's it's very true. I remember, here, here's here's an excellent example of why physical media is important. Um, and also, uh, my, my wife, she has her master's in library sciences, so <gasps> she has all kinds of fun little acronyms and stuff, and my favorite mm-hmm. is LOCKS. Lots of copies keep stuff safe. And Nice. I love that acronym. I I, I live by that acronym. But um, right. um, this is an example of Locks and her life and relying upon even digital purchases, not just like digital uh-huh. streaming, but digital purchases. Uh, one of her favorite shows is The X Files. So she mm-hmm. uh, bought, I believe, I don't know, seasons one through three uh, through iTunes. So she could watch them. Like I think I was on a plane trip, something like that. Ah. And uh, what happened was um, at some point, they, um, how did it go down? I believe that iTunes like remastered all of the versions from like standard definition into high mm. definition or something like that. Mm-hmm. So because the version she bought was standard definition and then iTunes got rid of that version, the thing mm-hmm. that she bought no longer existed. So she couldn't even like retrieve this thing that she owned, you know? Oh, see, yes, it's so tricky. That's I, how they get you. They it, got Yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't like it, but but I don't we're, care for it. We're, we're in a record store where where physical Yay! media is king, and uh, I I have to say, um, uh, your podcast, uh, the Monkeys Podcast. Um, well, is there a the in front of in front of your podcast's name? You know what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> I call it the Monkeys Podcast, but it might just be Monkeys Podcast. Let me check my notes. <laughs> Sounds I don't know. good. My favorite part is that it's spelled P-A-W with a paw. It's very funny. It's it's And it also helps um, your search engine optimization as well. You know, I know <laughs> yes. exactly what I'm looking for when I'm looking for the monkey's paw, P-A-W, the cast. You know? Right. Well, okay. So it is the monkey's podcast, but I'm at monkey's podcast. So eh, yeah, they'll, They can find it. If they type in yeah. monkeys with double E's. Paw, yes. P-A-W. So you got you got double search engine optimization on that. What? Thanks, Jake. Thanks, producer Jake. <laughs> but I, so I, smart. I love your show. I think it's so much fun. Um, if anyone in the store hasn't heard it before, um, it's a watch along with every episode of the TV show, The Monkees, which is um, one of my favorite shows. I grew up on it. Yay. Absolutely love it. And the thing that um, makes me feel happy about your podcast more than anything is that um, I've never had a friend in my entire life who liked to watch The Monkees. So I've never had anyone oh. to talk about The Monkees with. So <laughs> your your podcast is like a surrogate for that. It's uh, like it's, it's 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 a virtual friend that you can watch a TV show along with and quote unquote talk with. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. And uh, thank you. And, and you know, uh, the monkeys are such an amazing part of music history and just kind of a, a fascinating. I don't know. Footnote? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the. Uh, I think one Mickey likes to say. Oh, I, I'm going to get it wrong, but Mickey liked to say something like how it's like it was a TV show about a band that actually turned into a real band, you know, yeah. TV show about a fictional band that turned into a real band. And it was like some kind of weird Frankenstein magic trick, <laughs> you know, Pinocchio thing that happened. I, I, which... re- I remember this, which I thought was very, very funny. Um, in one of the many um, like VH1 specials about the monkeys, whether it was behind mm-hmm. the music or one of those, 
Mickey used, I, I, I can't remember which analogy was first, but he was using one of his many used analogies. Something you've mentioned <laughs> as well is that he seems to have a script. Mickey yes. Dolan seems to have a script of things that he says often, and he, he just kind of repeats them. And yeah. so he... Uh, he had two analogies for the show. One was that Leonard Nimoy became a Vulcan. Yes. And then the other one, I believe, was that Pinocchio became a real boy. Yeah. And, and so in this interview, he said one of them, and then it cuts to Mike Nesmith going like, oh, Mickey, you got to get a new line. <laughs> and then the next time I saw Mickey Dolan's talking, he used the other one. <laughs> so. uh, yeah, I like, yeah, I don't think the Vulcan one works. The Pinocchio one makes more sense to me. Yeah, yeah. Because that one, I, Actually, well, it didn't really, really happen. But I mean, in the story of Pinocchio, that happened. In the story of, of Star Trek, nobody became an actual Vulcan. So no. <laughs> it doesn't work. Unfulfilled. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if anyone in the record store, I guess, doesn't know their monkey's history real quick, because um, I, I think you and I should do top five monkeys songs. Are you okay with that? <gasps> that would be awesome. We will do that. <laughs> but just yes. in case anyone here in the store doesn't know their monkeys, let's just do a quick kind of recap for them. Um, so the monkeys was a quote unquote fake Beatles. I think that's kind mm -hmm. of what they were originally yeah. started as. And they were four people. There was Mike Nesmith, Peter Tork, uh, Mickey Dolenz, and Davy Jones. Yes. And um, they each had a very distinct personality. Um, I, I know from listening to your show that you're, you're mostly mm -hmm. a Peter fan. Is that correct? Yes, that's my baby. He's he's a charmer for sure. He's he's he um he, he's the shy one. He's the gentle one. He's he's the George yes. Harrison of the group. You know, definitely. Yes. Um, my my favorite was always uh, Mike Nesmith. Big right. Mike fan, and um he was kind of the John Lennon of the group. I would say you definitely. know kind of serious, but with a wry, almost cutting sense of humor, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um all, all but also just. I hate to say the musical genius of the group, but I, I think perhaps, I think perhaps Mike Nesmith is, is the most musically talented on paper. And prolific. Yeah. 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 So much. So yeah. I, I love Mike, but not to take too much credit away from the others. Um, Davey was kind of the goofy one. So I suppose he's kind of the Ringo in a way. I, Davey, Davey was more, no, Davey is the. Um, he was the looker. So maybe that makes him the Paul. Yeah. He's the Paul. He's the mm, cute one. Interesting. You know, cause you're right. Cause Huh? Because 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 Davy had like the show tune like aesthetic. Yes, he was the state. He was the showman. Yeah. Yeah. He liked to. Um. He liked to. He he grew up with a Broadway background. He played like the mm -hmm. Artful Dodger and stuff like that. Yeah. And he kind of turned into uh, a guy that, that did a soft shoe and did like a show tune. That that <laughs> exactly. That, that was Davy. And then yeah. last but not least, Mickey Dolans was the clown. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. was the. Yeah, every once in a while they would give him like a mad scientist angle because <laughs> right. because he actually was like really did was interested in science. Uh, mm. That was something he was personally interested in. Those are my favorite when he gets to be sciencey, but basically he's just crazy. You know, <laughs> that's, he's just the wacky one. He's the crazy one. And uh, let's see here. I suppose that's that's kind of the 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 root of it. And if you've ever yeah. seen the movie A Hard Day's Night, that's what they were trying to recreate with the show. I think exactly. they got even more absurd and even more kind of silly and campy than Hard Day's Night ever got. But I think in a good way. You know? Yeah. You know what? I've never, I've never seen all of Hard Day's Night. Isn't oh, that odd? Yeah. I've never seen it. Eh. I've seen clips and stuff, but I was like, yeah, okay, I get it. <laughs> No disrespect to the Beatles. I was right. like, I see what you're doing. Okay, got it. <laughs> but you've seen the monkeys, and the monkeys is close right. enough. <laughs> right. And you know what, though? I'm a sucker. Any kind of hijinky, uh, you know, wacky boys, I, I'm a sucker for that. Like, uh, yeah. I think Crowded House did that really well. 
in the 80s and 90s. And I was like, yay, I love you. Um, <laughs> there was another band in the 90s that had that same. I was like, yay, I love it. I was like, oh, wait, okay. I definitely, <laughs> if, if, you're, if you're wacky in your videos, I'm like, I'm a sucker for it. You make pop music and have a wacky video. <laughs> but I, I also, I have to say that the combination of these four it, it, you can't replace any of them. Like, like, like when it comes no. to like a, 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 a quartet, yeah, I suppose that's what they are, a quartet. Um, mm-hmm. They, uh, like personally, I, I would say this is my ranking of the monkeys of personal preference, okay? okay. I, I think they're all great, but number four is Mickey, number three is Davey, number two is Peter, number one is Mike, okay? Ah, okay, based on what? Based on personal preference, 100% mm, okay. subjective, 100% just mm-hmm. what I like, both in sense of humor, music, all that stuff. That's my order. Uh, Mickey four, Davey, Peter, Mike number one. Uh, well, first of all, Interesting. Do, do you think you could rank yours? Oh, I yeah, I could. Um, I, unfortunately, Davey is number four, mm-hmm. because while I, I love and admire his showmanship and his commitment and often he's the best actor in the episodes true true it just gets cheesy sometimes <laughs> his songs i'm like okay Davey, i don't need a broadway show tune right now thank you so yeah that's why Davey gets four here's where it's hard i don't know everybody else is pretty equal sometimes mm-hmm. i mean i have a playlist of all mickey songs i have mickey playlist i have a peter playlist and i have a mike playlist I don't have a Davy playlist. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I'm in the mood for, you know, one, sometimes in the mood for the other. So I would say um, who I would like to gaze at a poster of, mm-hmm. that would be Peter number one. Right. Whose music am I going to listen to? That would put Peter actually at three because I, I just don't think his music and his vocal skills were really good he was very sincere Mm -hmm. very sincere and sometimes that you know doesn't isn't enough (laughs) yeah sorry peter um but then and so then that puts like mickey and and mike like really close i don't know i i guess mickey would be two and mike would be one i yeah it's really hard it is because i love mickey's voice mickey i think is an underrated rock vocalist i think he's one of the best rock vocalists out there and i love listening to his voice and but then mike's songs are just so gorgeous and the lyrics are just magical so yeah i i I don't know who i would put i I wonder if we went through and took uh, a chart of every single monkey's song because because kind of like you said each song does have kind of like um a star of the song like like basically Mm -hmm. whoever the lead singer is it feels like their song like oh this is a mike oh this is a davy etc I wonder if by the numbers, if Mickey is technically the lead singer of the Monkees. I I feel like so, definitely. Yeah. I, at least with the hits, yeah. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I feel like Dave, Davey just had like maybe one or two, and then the rest were Mickey. Well, for my list, I will try to divide them uh, at least a bit by by who the star of the song is. Um, yeah, yeah, so. I tried to, yeah, you try to even it out. You don't want to be like, and it's all Mike, ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, so, so I'll, I'll begin. Why not? Uh, okay. let's see my, my top five monkeys songs. I'll, I'll play a little snippet whenever we, uh, uh, discuss it. My number five, I got to start off with a mic. What am I doing? Hanging around from the 1967 album, Pisces, Aquarius, Capricorn, and Jones limited. What am I doing? Hanging around. I 
should be on that train and gone. Good old Mike, right? Oh, so good. Oh, boy. You can't say... Wait. Is it San Antonio? You oh, can't yes. say San Antonio to me without me singing this song. It's, <laughs> that's the best. And I will go through like weeks of having the song stuck in my head and I'll just be walking around singing it. It's so good. Oh, he he's he's a gem. I, I um everything about Mike I, I just find appealing. His his sense of humor, his dryness. Um, the songs he writes, he, many people say he invented the genre of alternative country, which I, I think is a high compliment that I, I can't refute. Is that a word? Right, yeah. Refute. Ref, refute? <laughs> Rebuke <laughs> and refute? Yeah, I, th- I think I put them yeah. both together. <laughs> yeah. I, re- rebuke and, and refute together makes yeah. a refute. <laughs> anyway, um, but uh, yeah, no, this is a great one. Um, this song was written by a friend of his, uh, Michael Martin Murphy. I'm not familiar oh, right. with this guy, but uh, I guess he's a, he's another famous country man. And um, yeah, uh, uh, Mike just also liked to kind of keep his countryness nice and thick, both on the show yeah. and in his music. And he, he's 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 a man from Texas. Why not? You know, why why, yeah. why hide it? It's admirable. You know, he could have easily succumbed to pressure to like, no, you've got to do like the Brit pop thing. That's what we're going for. And he's right. like, no, this is who I am. You hired me. Yeah. This is what you get, you know, and it's, and it works. It worked. Uh, of all Success. the people in the world, I know you will know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, so for Mike Nesmith's audition for the monkeys, it's mm-hmm. such a charming thing. You see him walk into the audition and he has a sack of dirty laundry over his shoulder. <laughs> He, they sit down and they start trying to talk to him and he's just ignoring them. He he is <laughs> he is discussing anything other than what they are saying. Just anything. Yes. And then at one anything. point he stands up and walks to like a piece of furniture on like over by the wall. Just starts opening yeah. the drawers. He's like, you know, if I don't look through these drawers now, I'm going to be wondering all day, what was in those drawers? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, because they're on the set of like uh, some TV show. Right. Like the Farmer's Daughter or yeah. something. And he's like, I got to know. I got to know what's in these drawers. And it's amazing. It's so amazing. And then if you hear him talk about it later, he's like, I was terrified. Right. He was absolutely terrified because he's like, I'm not an actor. You know, I'm this boy from Texas. I need this job. And just the swagger that he comes in with. It's amazing. He he, he hit it so, so well. He really did. Yeah. Um, all right. I'm uh, moving on. My number okay. four. Woo. This song is one of the latter day. Well, actually, you know, I'm going to explain this real quick. So when it comes okay. to me and the monkeys, what I call latter day means two years into their career because, <laughs> he, again, for anyone in the record store that doesn't know their monkeys history as well as you and I do, um, so the monkeys put out their first album in 1966 that was self-titled mm-hmm. The Monkeys. Then 1967, holy cow, they they went Big. They put out three albums that year, More of the Monkeys, Headquarters, and Pisces, Aquarius, Capricorn, and Jones Limited. Then in 1968, they put out two, which is The Birds, the Bees, and the Monkeys, and then the soundtrack to their film Head. Now, in in many ways, I consider Head to be the end of the Monkeys because that's the the one where um, Peter left right after that. Mm -hmm. So because of that, they did do a few other albums, like The Monkees Present, and right. uh, there were a few others. Like, but, action, wait. No, I, th- I almost named a Howard Jones album. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
but yeah, but the, I mean, both of us really li- like the monkeys, and yet I just consider that that era to be unimportant. It, it's yeah, I feel bad, but I'm like, oh, Peter's not there. Okay, I'm out. Right? And, yeah, it's it's not the monkeys to me anymore. For sure. I, I remember there was a else. joke at the time where um, so after Peter left, the album after that only had three monkeys, mm-hmm. and then the album after that, I believe Mike left next. So then there were mm-hmm. only two monkeys, and a, right. a music journalist at the time was like, I'm pretty sure the next album just could be called The Monkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, so when I say a Latter-day Monkeys song, I'm talking about 1968 because Ooh. I don't pay attention to stuff post-head. S- yeah. Head, okay. head to me seems to be the end. But right. um, not, not to say I don't have some of the other records, but anyway, anyway, my number four, Latter-day uh, a Monkey song, Porpoise song. From the 1968 soundtrack to Head. Do you like this one? I do. I have, when I was going through my Serious Monkeys uh, uh, renaissance a few years ago, <laughs> when I got way back into it, I was driving my mom and my sister crazy going, I don't have the head album. Why do I know Porpoise Song? I never mm. bought this album because it was on a different album that I bought. But I remembered, I had a vivid memory as a kid of listening to Porpoise Song on my parents' stereo and just marveling at the sound, the Porpoise sounds moving from speaker to speaker. Right. And just been like, what is happening? I was just like, it blew my little mind. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it feels like, um, I mean, I guess technically it is a gimmick, but it's a very effective gimmick, especially yeah. if you've never encountered anything like it before. Exactly. Yeah. They Other bands have been doing it for years. You know, this was like the 80s and I'm like, whoa, stereo, <laughs> you know? <laughs> But it's true. Most artists don't utilize how much they can play with kind of your own equilibrium by, by just yeah. fiddling with the stereo control. And and, and, and right. it works great. And I thought you were going to say for a second, I don't uh. own this album. Where do I know this from? Because it was very prominently used in the movie Vanilla Sky. Did you ever see that movie? No, but I... No, I saw the beginning of it for some reason. I don't know why I just saw the beginning of it. But no, really? It's in that movie. During like the height of the film, like during like the climactic, like, you know, the 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 the, the pinnacle of the film, Porpoise Song is like the crux of that film. I, I guess I won't wow. go into detail in case anyone hasn't seen it. But um, but yeah, no, Porpoise Song is heavily featured in the movie Vanilla Sky. And it makes sense because what's his name? Um, who's the almost famous guy, the guy that directed that? Um I don't I don't know. Yeah, we're going to forget. Uh, we're both going to forget his name right now, which just feels very rude to him. But that guy, you know, the guy that makes movies that he that he really cares about the soundtrack. James? Yes. James? No. People love him and I feel bad. Is Cameron in his name? Is there a Cameron no, in his name? It's not James Cameron. Yes, ca- it's Cameron. Crow. Crow. Yay, we did it. We did it without <laughs> Google. We figured yes. it out. Old school. Yes. Uh, uh, but yeah, Cameron Crowe Cameron really Crow. cares about music, okay. obviously. So, you know, he, right. he knows how to pick a good needle drop for a film. And anyway, Porpoise Song is in there. It's really good. Plus, this song was written by uh, Carol King, or at least co-written by Carol King. Carol King, a hero, a hero, a hero. A young, you know, again, 80s kid. I'm looking at, you know, the liner notes to all my monkeys albums, and I keep seeing this woman's name. And I'm right. like, what? I was like, a woman writes beauty. You know, it's like, 
but immediate, immediate hero in my head. I was like, I don't know who this woman is, but this is amazing. For sure. Yeah. And, and, and I guess uh, I, I would say this is a Mickey song, technically. Mickey has the lead vocals. Yes. It's primarily Mickey. Yeah. Yeah. This is a Mickey one. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, okay. Moving on to my number three. It's another Mickey. So, so huh. despite the fact that he's my least favorite monkey, well, first of all, <laughs> Even when I say someone's my least favorite monkey, that's still very, very high. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, He's a monkey. Yeah. So that just puts him above most people, right? Ex- exactly. <laughs> Being my least favorite monkey still means he's one of my favorite people. So, right. Yeah. Uh, so, this is another monkey song. Uh, my number three is Randy Scouse Git from the 1967 mm. album Headquarters. He reminds me. Such a good one, right? So good. I am so happy that I got to see him do this live. Ooh. At this, yeah, I am. I, yeah. So, so um, what was Mickey solo or was, well, I, I guess let's talk about that real quick. The, the monkeys yeah. live, which permutations have you seen in your life? I saw the 20 year anniversary tour in 1986. That would have been right. Right. And that, that was during like that, that was during that like MTV boom. The MTV right? era. Yeah. Yeah. So that was just Davey, Mickey, and Peter. And it was so cheesy and goofy. <laughs> 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 that part of me was like, I'm not doing this again. <laughs> right. Yeah. So um, and then so I didn't see them again until I don't have the year right in my head, but um uh, it was a few years before before Peter died. Mm. Um, oh, so he, Peter died in 2019. So yeah, so, so it was probably seven, 17 or sixteen. Gotcha. When they came through again, was this on like like their fiftieth anniversary tour? Yeah, that I thing? think so. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. And it was Mike and uh, Mickey and, and and Peter. So I never got to see all four of them together. Mm. I never got to see all four of them together. But I was I did say to myself, I'm not seeing them again until Mike goes with them. Right. Yeah. No, that's that's understandable. I, now, see, I've only seen Mike solo. That's all I've ever oh. seen, which I which I very much enjoy. Like I said, I I, I I'm, I'm quite oh, yeah. the Micophile, so in, enjoying Mike solo is great stuff because he has. Right. I mean, at least twice as many solo albums as he does Monkey's albums. <laughs> right. And, exactly. And they're all really great. I really enjoy his Fantastic. solo work too. That that would be a different list if I was including Mike solo. <laughs> Me too. That I had to say. I was like, wait. No, can't include that. No, that's a solo. Yeah, yeah. I had to excise that from my brain. But yeah, he did Randy Scouse get at the um, at the LA concert that I was at, and I was just like, yes. And he had, he still had the um, that tablecloth that he oh, wears. His, in the- his poncho <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just like some tablecloth that he cut a whole lot of. Ah, uh, yeah. That, that's a fantastic. funny thing that, that you mentioned that too. For each of these songs that I'm going to mention in my top five, my visual kind of remembrance of them is so tied to the TV show. Like, oh, absolutely. I, like, I, I, I can picture, you know, the um, what's what's the phrase you use on your show? The um, not hijinks. The um, the romp. Yes, the romp. <laughs> I can always picture the romp that they are going on during the song. I can picture what they're wearing, like what their performance, like kind of the the sound mm-hmm. stage looks like. Like, yeah, it, it really is music videos before music videos and they're, they're absolutely they're tightly locked into my head and yes. um this being a mickey song actually it's double a mickey song because not only is he like the lead singer of it this is the first song that mickey ever wrote for a commercial release 
Aww. Yeah, and what a good one. Like, congratulations, Mickey. Great, yeah. For your first commercially released song that you've ever written to be this good, congrats. And then given a title that he had to, they had to change for the British release. <laughs> right, because I, I guess Randy Scouse Git means horny... Liverpudlian is is Scouse mm-hmm. if, if you're uh, yeah, Liverpool, so, so an idiot, right? Git means yes. idiots. Yeah, so horny Liverpudlian idiots. Idiot. I think it's Liverpool. I hope so. Sorry, it, it's it's either Liverpudlian or it's um if you are um Cockney, right? Is yeah, Scouse Cockney or do, or is it Liverpudlian? Whoever's from England, we apologize. Yes, Anyone in this record sorry. store, if you are from England, I apologize. I'll give you a hey, free. What's going on over there? <laughs> I'll give How you, dare you? <laughs> I'll give you free stickers on your way out the door <laughs> to say All I'm right sorry. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I, I love that, that the alternate title, uh, I guess the story is, is that um, whoever it was was like, hey, we can't release this title in um, England. We're going to need an alternate title. They went, great. There it is. It's like, there that, what that's- is? That's your alternate title. <laughs> So they called it alternate, alternate title. Alternate title. Such jerks. That's, <laughs> that's totally them, though. Like, that's that I story know. is so fitting with the personalities that we kind of picked up from from the TV show. Definitely. But can you imagine being, like, an executive, like, oh, <laughs> all right. You know? <laughs> These stupid, stupid boys. I'm glad that, you know, all your money bought me a, a boat. But, uh... <laughs> The fact that, that I have to put are, up with you. Ugh. You are ridiculous. Uh. Well, and, and that, that actually reminds me of another thing, which I, I always find very funny about the monkeys, which is that um, the story, I'm sure there are many complications if you were there, but the story of the monkeys is that they were hired to basically just be actors on a TV show because mm-hmm. they had some um, um, creative and musical talent on their own, they resented the fact that their first album, they were like, what? Why aren't we playing on this? You know, we're musicians. Right. How about we write the songs? How about we play it? You know, we can we can play our own instruments. And they were like, no, 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 no. This is a product. Get out of the way, you know? <laughs> right. And so then they, they basically rose up and they were like, no, we're going to do our own songs. We are going to write them and we're going to perform all of our own instruments. This is going to be great. And then they 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 achieve that. In my head, that would take years. But no, I mean, like, the, the the one where they had nothing to do with it was the first one in 1966. Mm-hmm. And then by the middle of 1967, headquarters, that was them yeah. already doing everything on their own. So this window of them not doing much on their own albums lasted for, like, what, six months? <laughs> it's like, yeah, it, it's ridiculous. Yeah. They worked. They were so overworked. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's absolutely ridiculous if you look at, like, what their schedules were. You know, they would, like, film during the day and then, like, go to the studio and then the recording studio at night. And, like, like I don't, can you do that now? I don't think you can mm. do that now. I don't think you can work people that hard now. No. And I especially, know, I mean, I guess they were the right age for it. You know, you have that exactly. energy when you're there. And that's why they did it. You know, that's why they're like, sure, do, <laughs> you know. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting dynamic and like, yeah, the, the, the myth of the monkeys tells mm-hmm. stories which are very, it's, 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 it's strange for sure. Yeah. But, um, but let's get to my number two, uh, okay. going all the way back to the first monkeys album, 1966. Ooh. This is Papa Jean's Blues. I have no more than I did before, but now I've got all that I need. I love, love it. it. It's to, to so me. Good. It's like I, I guess technically in like the chronology of the monkeys, this is mm-hmm. like the first Mike song. You know? 
Yeah, I think it is, isn't it? Yeah. Because at least if you listen to it in the order that it plays on the album and how it, mm-hmm. how the songs appear in the TV show. Right, yeah, because it is early on. Yeah, you're right. And um, it's amazing how good this song is for that early on, but right. also that they let him. Because once again, the myth of the monkeys was like, you don't let us play our own instruments. You don't let us write our own songs. It's like, what about that one? What about Papa Jean's Blues? <laughs> you yeah. wrote that. It's You played the instruments on it. What, what's wrong? I want more. (laughs) Yeah, I just, I get the feeling that just Mike just like elbowed his way into the studio and Mm -hmm. just sat down and just said, no, we're doing this song here now. Yeah, because that's the debut album. That's 1966. That's The Monkees. And I I believe the, the, this is at least the story I've heard is that in his Mm -hmm. contract, Mike said he got at least one song per record side. And and so, nice. I, I, yeah, I, I believe he, there's another mic on the B side, which I'm not thinking of the title right now, but it's it's another good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, uh, there's an excellent version of this. Um, did you ever listen to the Wichita Train Whistle Sings? No, I never did. Never that, did. That's a really good one. Um, the the story of this album is is pretty interesting. It came out in, um, gosh, I want to say like 1970. I'm going to say 1969. Mm-hmm. Somewhere around there. Somewhere around there, yeah. And um, what happened was um, Mike had X number of dollars, and it was slightly – he had enough money that he was going to get bumped into an upper tax bracket if he hung on to that money. And so what (laughs) he wanted to do was be in a lower tax bracket. So he's like, how can I waste X number of dollars over a weekend? So he hired every musician he knew, and he paid them like – time and a half weekend scale. And he um, catered all of the recording sessions with like lobster thermidor and filet mignon and caviar. And just so he, could, Mike. so he could spend <laughs> as much money as possible and just make his, his first solo album, which is completely instrumental. Just a bunch of studio musicians doing all kinds of wacky stuff. It's honestly really good. I really enjoy it. Okay. But, but, I think that's why I never picked it out. Cause I was like, what is this? Why does this exist? <laughs> it's really weird. But there now is a fully orchestrated instrumental version of Papa Jean's Blues, and it's very good. So That's fascinating. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good one. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, before we move on, mm-hmm. the harmonies on that song, I think that's what got me as a kid. It, harmonies. And that's why I loved the Beatles as a kid, and that's why I loved the song. I remember like obsessively playing the song over and over again on my stereo as a kid because just those harmonies just oh so beautiful i don't know quite enough about this but i know that there are two versions of the song one where mike is just harmonizing with himself and one where all the other monkeys are harmonizing with him Mm -hmm. i'm not sure i could tell the difference unless i'm really paying attention (laughs) but i know both versions are out there and i don't know which version is on which album i yeah i don't know that's something i have to look into i'm usually busy singing along so i don't know yeah i don't hear it sorry yeah yeah, no 100 (laughs) percent um and my number one uh this one might surprise you because it kind of surprises me honestly my number one is cuddly toy from the 1967 album pisces aquarius capricorn and jones limited And this is a Davy song. Shocking. Yeah. Shocking. I, I think but, I think part of what puts this over the edge for me is that technically this is a Harry Nielsen song. Harry Nielsen right. wrote this. 
and he's obviously very, very talented. And he's written so many songs that are beloved and catchy and just, you know, yeah. heartwarming. And um, when we were talking about like picturing the romp in your head, mm. I mm-hmm. definitely picture the romp for this one. And it's yes. it's not the things I like. It's it's Davy on a stage wearing like a goofy like vaudevillian outfit <laughs> with like a straw boater hat boater. and a cane and like doing a soft shoe and there's like a lady next to him and he's kind of like singing to her. It's, right. It's corny as hell, but it's but good. But the song is so good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah, exactly. I honestly, yeah, this, this came up and when I was thinking of Violet's and I was like, cuddly, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> but I can't, yeah. It is, it's, yeah, it's catchy. It's catchy as catchy can be. Um, and I like the, uh, it helped me learn that they don't call them stuffed animals. In uh, Britain, they call mm, them cuddly toys. Right, right. Uh, so, <laughs> again, <laughs> learning cross-cultural education um, <laughs> as a child. Um, now, what do you think this... I've heard some very interesting theories as what people think this song is about. I think I've heard the same. Um, <laughs> I, I, I guess we should just both say it. Um, the, the, the theory is that this song is about a gangbang, right? Right, and I... I don't hear don't it. No, so. yeah. like, I, I think you... Yeah, I don't hear that. I mean, there's nothing overt about a gangbang right. in this in in the in the either the structure of the song or the lyrics, right? Not that yeah, I can hear. I always thought it was just about you know being alone and being like rejected. I, you know, I never thought. Ooh, yeah, I feel like somebody just took it to the nth degree there with that. Right. I, I also heard that someone at the record label, when they found out about this, they got very upset, and I was like, found out about what? There's nothing there. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Like, yeah, it, it, let, I've never... Let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's say it is about a gangbang, okay? You okay. can't tell. <laughs> like, it's it's not right. obvious. No no one will guess that. So, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you know, wait, where's Harry Nilsson, where was Harry Nilsson from? He was, he was, oh gosh, you know? Was he American? I want to say... Thought he, he was... I, maybe he was British. I always thought he was American, but... If he wrote Cuddly Toy, why would you write Cuddly Toy? I definitely thought he was American because of the sound of his voice. Like when he sings, he sounds American. But you know what? I've only heard a little bit. I'm tempted to look this up right now, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to. It's okay. We don't live in a Google world. We 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 are here standing in a record store and we don't know where Harry Nielsen was born. We don't know. We just don't know. We think he was American, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, American. And just happened to write a song called Cuddly Toy. Maybe he, you know, he knew some Brit people. Well, I, I've also cool. heard the Harry Nielsen version of this song, and oh, it's yeah? not as good. Interesting. Well, and you know what? Maybe that's just because I heard the Monkees version first, and that's the version <laughs> I fell be. in love with. But um, it doesn't have the same poppy, bubbly yeah. charm. It, it, Does it still have that, like, trick ending where you think, da 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 Da, da, da. I love the little trick ending at the end where it has I, I don't a think echo. it does. I don't think it does have the trick ending. I, I haven't. Yeah. I, I, I listened to the Harry Nielsen version far less, but no, oh, right. None, none, none of the none of the gags and goofs that and not only there's a different version between the TV show and the album because in the TV mm. show there's all these goofy sound effects of them oh, like right. bonking each other on the head. <laughs> <laughs> and silly yeah. stuff like that. So that that's that's a whole that's, other thing. <laughs> that's unnecessary. I, I don't mean. I just mean like the little, you know the, where you think it, the false endings. I love I love a song with a fake ending. I agree. Yeah, playing with conventions, playing with expectations is always yeah fun and appreciated. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, well, that is my list. And now um, 
I can't wait to hear yours because there are obviously many, many choices that could be made as favorites that are all completely understandable within the the, the catalog of the monkeys. So here, I'm gonna uh, let's take a little break. I'm gonna put my records away, and then you gather okay. yours. I'm gonna go get yeah. Yes, and then we will right. uh, we'll keep on going. Alrighty. The powerful new iPhone 13 Pro is here with the most advanced camera in an iPhone. And T-Mobile is the place to get it. This new cinematic mode turned my travel videos into a filmmaking masterpiece. Get the most out of your new iPhone on America's largest, fastest 5G network. And posting. Whoa, that was fast. And now you can get iPhone 13 Pro on us with eligible trade-in and plan and upgrade forever. So I can always have a new iPhone? Yep, forever. Lock in the trade-in value of your new iPhone up to 800 bucks every two years for your next upgrade. Get iPhone 13 Pro on us right now and upgrade forever, only at T-Mobile. With Max Plan and on us, now via 30-monthly bill credits. For well-qualified buyers plus tax, contact us before canceling service to continue credits on current device or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement is due. Fastest based on average overall 5G speeds according to Open Signal Awards and USA 5G User Experience Report July 2021. This episode is brought to you by The Last Duel, a film by Ridley Scott, director of Gladiator. Witness the true story of one woman who defied a kingdom and made history. Starring Academy Award winners Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, Academy Award nominee Adam Driver, and Jodie Comer, who gives a performance critics say will be remembered come Oscar time. The script was written by Academy Award nominee Nicole Hall of Center, as well as Affleck and Damon. The Last Duel, now playing only in theaters. Hey guys, this is Maddie and Kenzie Ziegler, and we have a podcast called Take 20. This is so exciting. I know, we've been wanting to do this for so long. It's been a long time coming, but I feel like we're in a really good point in our lives where we have a lot to talk about. I'm actually really happy that I grew up with you because I could not do it alone. Oh my gosh, that's not really emotional. Well, it's true. It took a while to get to this point. We hated each other. I know. Like, we actually, I hated you so much. I know. We used to tell each other that too, which is terrible. Okay, but honestly, I don't think we hated each other that much because we would sleep in the same room every night, even though we'd fight. I'm so excited for everyone to get to know us on a personal level and not just through social media. So this is going to be really interesting and fun. I know. I was literally saying today, I was like, I wonder if we're going to like fight. I feel like there will be lots of laughs. You know what's so bad? Once we start laughing, we can't stop. We can't stop. Nope. That's going to be a huge problem. No. But listen to Take 20 on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, we are back. Uh, we're here with Woo-hoo. Kurt. <laughs> I just get excited. No, I love it. I love it. <laughs> okay, we are back. Uh, we're here with, with uh, Takura McCullough, and we are going to be discussing the top five monkey songs of all time. And I'm so glad you're here today because I think you're the only person I could do this list with. So awesome. All right. I'm so excited. Okay, so uh, I'm going to start at number five. Uh, one of the first, I don't know if it's on the first album or not, but it's one of the first songs I remember um, having at, in my little room. It's um, Early Morning Blues and Greens. My steaming coffee warms my face. I'm 
disappointed in the taste. So beautiful. It's so peace. It's a Davy song, but it's also a kind of a Peter song because that's Peter singing the harmonies there. Right. And it's absolutely gorgeous. And I just, uh, it's just so beautiful. There's a nice video somebody's made for it online on YouTube that's really nice with lovely images and it, it's just i think that is my favorite Dave, davy song nice um his, if i'm remembering correctly this isn't uh one that was ever featured in the show right this is this, is this, no. one, this one's pure album correct pure album yeah, yeah 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 but it's again harmonies that get me and it's just great visuals of the the night bird mocks the sun what a great line that is for sure mocks the sun and just <laughs> coffee and just it just paints such a perfect picture and mood and then it gets all 60s at the end with like the keyboard and the but it's just it's just a gorgeous gorgeous song and i love it with all of my heart love that song and that's interesting too because we've already been discussing how davy can make the boring songs, you know, I, I, I don't want to call them the boring songs, but he, he can do that. You know, like what's it called? I want to be me or is it I want to be free? I, I want to be free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh. I mean, that when you're a kid, that's the fast forward button. Just incarnate. <laughs> exactly. Just the worst. I mean, it's just like a cheer up Charlie. If you're watching Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, uh, it's just <laughs> right. like um, a candle on the water. If you're watching Pete's Dragon, these are... Yeah, these are like fast, fast forward, forward moments, and, and I'm not sure what it is. I, I think it's probably a child has just a very um, uh, a small attention span, mm -hmm, and if you mm -hmm. slow things down, things just aren't happening. <laughs> you know, right? Yeah, exactly. But, but for some reason, this, but this one, one, this one connects to you. I, I, I dig it. What, what, like, what, what a great choice. And, and uh, yeah, no, no, Peter has such a charm to him. He is. Yes. He's such a likable guy in such a goofy way. And I think mm -hmm. the goofiness is part of the charm. And um, yeah. I, I also think it's because th this is going to sound silly and this is me kind of going too deep. But what's <laughs> what else? We're, we're hanging around a record store. Go too deep. Um, right. Peter had a sincerity and a dopiness that happened at the same time that turned into something something else like i remember this one episode of the of the tv show the monkeys mm -hmm. where um they were doing one of the like their behind the scenes um uh, interviews interviews yeah. yeah yeah where he is being uh asked about like the hippie movement and all these like mm. all these like protests that are happening and he's like no 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 we're not being called hippies anymore now we're being called it is a movementarians <laughs> do you what, know what i'm talking about I Free people? Is it the free people? It could be. It could be. But uh, yeah. He, he basically he has decided and he is openly saying that the word hippie no longer represents him and his people and what they stand for. They have a new right. word, a word you yes. will never hear of again. <laughs> yeah. But you know, the establishment has taken over. They have taken hippie. And so now we are. And as a child, I was just fascinated with that as a child. I was like, what is this? What is happening? Yes. And I loved it. Yeah, I, no, like, I, I completely agree. I, I, I mean, that that happened well before either of us were born. And yet <laughs> it, it enraptured us. We had to think to ourselves, what is this man talking about? What? <laughs> What's this yes. movement? I've heard of hippies, but what's this yeah. new thing he's mentioning? Yeah, and like the establishment, what does that mean? But still, I was like, right on. Yeah, yeah exactly. I don't I don't know, but Yeah, there's a naiveness about making those kind of weird declarative statements on a children's show. There's, <laughs> but there's also a sincerity. You can tell he means it, you know? Yes. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. It's so good. Good old Peter. <laughs> Love you, Pete. All right, are we ready for number, what do we got, four? Number yeah, yeah. four, ah, here we go. This might sound familiar. 
It's Papa Jean's Blues. <laughs> That's my number four. Oh, so yeah, the, the, the guitar. Is this the one where he says, pick it, somebody? Ooh. Uh, and, it, and he's like naming like another guitarist, like oh. another... Picket, uh, picket, Leroy, or, or something. Yeah, yeah. who's like a guitarist in somebody else's band? Mystified me for decades. Yeah, like, who's who this name you're mentioning? That's not one of the four monkeys. What are you talking it's, about? Yeah. Picket Travis. I can't. Yeah, I we, can't we, we, we will not remember this, but but uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, yeah. And was there actually another person there, or was that Mike just being goofy? I feel like it's a reference to like somebody else's band like okay. that's that's a guitarist in some other country band and he was just like referencing them that's what i think it was i'm not sure gotcha but oh. it mystified me as a child but i loved it and it was so crazy is that as a kid i hated country music mm, i hated yeah. country music but i loved mike's songs yeah yeah it's i don't i can't explain it i don't know the, the thing that um, happened for me, at least, when it came to liking country more, and I do think Mike mm-hmm. Nesmith was a gateway for me <laughs> to enjoy yes. other country musicians, is that I think when it came to me as a youth, every genre of music seemed very, very boring and cookie cutter until you took like one little baby step beneath the surface, and then you mm. found more interesting versions of everything. You know, it's like right mainstream radio only get, gives you like the most you know, uh, lowest common denominator, cookie cutter, boring version of everything, because that's what sells the best. And so right. so Mike Nesmith doing his proto-alt-country really did kind of give country a new, slightly different vibe, and, and it, it won me over for sure. I mean, yes, here it is on absolutely. both of our top five lists, this one <laughs> yes. song. So, yeah. Amazing. And yeah, like you're saying, the romp, it's just in my head, the um, episode uh, where they're in, stuck in the jail. Oh, yeah, such a good one. And they're like trying to dig out. That's what always plays in my head. And they end up like in the baseball diamond. And yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. No, it's so good. And, and then they, they whenever they shoot to the performance aspects, it's uh, Mike in his like, you know, just like pristine suit. I feel like mm. the camera's a little low and shooting up and he's just totally like stoic. Like he he's just like a like a like yeah. a, a statue, like a monument and um it's wonderful. Yeah. He, he's just such a likable, wonderful dude. Like uh yeah. Mike Nesmith. I, I I don't think he gets enough credit. And he gets a lot of credit, yeah. <laughs> but I don't <laughs> think he gets but enough. It's, <laughs> it's not enough. Not enough. Uh did, did I agree. have you ever owned a Mike Nesmith hat? No, but I have had people threaten to make me one. Ah. <laughs> so I might have one in the future, but no, I do not have one. I, I, al- have I one. almost bought one once. Um, I forget wow. which tour they were doing. I, I didn't see them on this tour, but as the merch for the tour, they were selling mm-hmm. the Mike Nesmith hat. Yeah. And, but it was the season two hat, which had all the buttons, you know, slight, oh, slightly yeah, the different hat. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but it also said like, it had like this huge monkeys patch where it said like, you know, monkeys 50 years or something mm-hmm. like that. And I was yeah. like, oh, so if I buy this, I'm going to take off that patch. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, I don't want that i just want the hat exactly so, so i didn't end up doing it but i've, I've right. definitely considered buying a mike uh, a mike nesmith hat in the past yeah so if, if, if anybody's yeah. sending me one i will glad <laughs> i will proudly wear it season one proudly. or season two both are good <laughs> yeah it doesn't matter doesn't matter we'll have 
Do you remember they were added? They were going to call him Wool Hat, like that first episode. Yeah, um, called him Wool Hat. That's so insulting. Do you remember his <laughs> fake businessman name? It was like it was two letters, then Wool Hat. It was like G W oh, yeah. Wool Hat or Wool something. Hat. Yes, <laughs> I can't remember. I can't remember, but I, I always thought that if I needed an alias, that's the one I would take. <laughs> was was Mike Nesmith's fake businessman name, where the last <laughs> name was Wool Hat? <laughs> Wool Hat. Yeah. Wow, that was, yeah, I can't remember what that is. Now it's going to bother me. It, it's funny right. how, like, for, for most of this conversation, you and I are 90% there with remembering <laughs> things. We, we can't quite Listen. finish, but but still, I, I like that we're both 90% there. <laughs> right, okay, I can't have all that stuff in my brain. I, I need to move some stuff out of the way. I'm sorry, Monkeys fans, but... <laughs> we have jobs, we have lives, we got to pay yeah, bills. I gotta, yeah, I got to remember some students' names in there somewhere, exactly. so I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go to, oh, where are we at? Number three. Ah, okay. Number three. This song, it makes me laugh because I was so embarrassed for so, because I had the words wrong for so many years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this is Stepping Stone. I'm not just Stepping Stone. Now, I, I got to know what, what lyrics were wrong. I can't, you know, and I don't remember now because I fixed it, but oh, yeah. I, remember si- I remember singing it like in middle school with my friend and my friend looking at me like, what the, what the <laughs> words? Uh, I don't remember. I had something wrong. Now I don't remember what it is. Thank God. Because it was, it, it would torture me, you know, right. it would like just stick in my head. Remember you were wrong. So, but. Now it's correct in your brain. So everything's it's fine. correct. So I feel better. <laughs> uh, but uh, Mickey's voice mm. just rocking it out just so like soulful just oh it's so good yeah yeah like especially that part in the middle where it's like your magazines (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. he's so angry and oh he's almost like hissing the words yeah It's also funny, too, because um, the punk version of this, made, done by the mm. Sex Pistols, mm-hmm. is very good. Like, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, like I, I do think a good cover of a pop song really uh, shows how good the song is, you know, in, in, for its own mm-hmm. merits, just from a, a, a pure stance of, like, you know, note progressions and, you know, structure and chords right. and verses and, and, and bridges. Like, it, this is just a good song, period. Well written. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and yeah, the lyrics, uh, I don't, you know, what, there was something in the lyrics that I was like, I'm not sure what that means, but I, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Your book of who's who's I was like, I don't, I don't know what that means. But <laughs> uh, yeah. Just the anger. It's so rock. It's so rock and roll. It's it is. So and I think other than maybe Valerie, which is another like very rock and roll song mm-hmm. of theirs, it's one of their most like rock, you know, which yeah. would make also make sense why the Sex Pistols would choose to cover it. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's another really good Mickey vocals on the outro. Yeah. You know, when he gets to ad lib on the outro, it's it's all gold. Like I, I there's so many, well not so many. I just came to the realization a few years ago there's like there's never like a Mickey uh lyric or no, performance or or melody or series of notes that like make me go Ugh. You know, like yeah. every other vocalist I can think of, well, not every, but a lot of other, my favorite vocalists, they have some songs, some tracks, some bit where I'm like, oh, okay, that wasn't good. But I don't think Mickey, none of it, all of his are good. He, he never has like a bum run or anything. It's all good. He, he's got a, a showman inside him for sure. And I think, 
It, it, it's something you've mentioned on your podcast before too, which is that um, he likes to have things planned out. He likes to like, he, he doesn't ad lib. He, he, he knows what he's going to do and he's going to execute it. And when he does that, I, I feel like that probably limits him making quote unquote mistakes in life where it's like, mm, yeah, he has these well crafted, well structured talking points, you know, jokes, right, songs, right. runs. I, I I would bet that if you watched him do an improvised moment, quote unquote, in a concert, <laughs> and then followed him to the next night, he would do the exact, <laughs> exact same, same improvised moment at the exact same time. And that's yeah. fine. You know? It, yeah, exactly. It, it works if it works, it works. Him. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, yeah, love him. I did get to see him solo. Um Oh uh, gosh, you know what? Time has no meaning anymore. Right. <laughs> um he, it was after the after the reunion tour mm-hmm. um at uh one of those uh in Pasadena. It was here in Pasadena. I was so excited. And um of course, yeah, total show, just so comfortable, charming, just fantastic. It was so good. It was just a delight, a delightful to see him and his sister you know, singing back up. I love her so much. Coco Dolan's is amazing. And I've seen her perform solo and she's incredibly charming and wonderful. And I, I want, I want to be like part of the Dolan's family. Yeah, <laughs> you know? It's yeah. like, these are some talented, sweet, nice, fun people. Like, absolutely adopt me because you're incredible. Just their, their skill. Yeah, I, I'm just in awe of their vocal skills, mm-hmm. you know? It's amazing. Mickey still, though, however, does not breathe correctly and never learned how to breathe correctly. <laughs> never learned. His mother apparently told him, Mickey, you're not breathing correctly. And he never he never paid attention. But she was right. <laughs> he breathes with his shoulders and it drives me insane. <laughs> I love it. Uh, <laughs> uh, it like, like whenever people mention those like technical things, I never know what they're talking about, <laughs> but I love hearing about them. <laughs> He is, but he still sounds good. That's the thing that makes me so mad. It's like, mm-hmm. you should sound terrible. You should run out of breath all the time. I don't understand. Uh, but yeah, Step and Stone, such a good song. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, am I at number two? Mm-hmm. I am. All right. Number two. Song is so, so close to my heart. It's for Pete's sake. This is the closing credit music for season two, I believe. Right. It is the song that my love wrote. Peter wrote it. Um, I believe the title was Mike's Idea. They, <laughs> yeah. they, they didn't know what to call it. Right. Again, it is the pure sincerity, hippy dippy love and hope distilled into one song. Mickey is singing it. And it 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 is just that's when I think of myself as a middle schooler, mm-hmm. that's who I was. I love it. I was like, yes, in this generation. The part of me was like, ooh, they didn't do it in their generation. I'll do it in my generation. You know, ah, uh, I just the song is the best. When Peter died, I played the song over, over, over again. That's so this sweet. Is, this is my song. I love it so much. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is something I guess we should mention if anyone else in the store doesn't uh, know this. We only have two monkeys left. All, yeah. the, the only monkeys that are left alive right now are Mickey and Mike. And yeah. um, and Mike's had some health issues. He had like a quadruple bypass or something not yeah. too long ago. So mm-hmm. yeah, no, it's, it is sad that we lost both yeah. Davey and Peter. And um, 
and, and and Mike has said at least that he's not doing any more monkey stuff. He's like, nah, we're we're done, you know. Yeah. Well, then they threatened. They they almost did a Mike and Mickey tour. They were set to do some tour dates. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then pandemic happened and it shut that down. So. But at know. least I I think they would both do solo stuff. I I doubt they would actually call it a monkeys show. At least you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's really just the Mike and Mickey show is what they call it. Right. You know. Huh. I would still love to see it though. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. I had those dates on my calendar. Yeah. I was ready to go. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, just the sincerity, uh, you know, love is understanding, which mm-hmm. is on buttons. You can get buttons that say love is understanding. I'm sure I've probably had that on online profiles of mine. You know, <laughs> I'm sure I posted that somewhere. I it probably wrote it on my backpack in middle school, and high school. <laughs> um, it's just, yeah, it's, Everything I believed in that song. That was it. It's funny too that you say it was in the um, closing credits of season two because yeah, yeah, it, it would cut to that while the things were going. And um, it's funny because as a child, when I watched this mm-hmm. show, um, it was just in syndication. Uh, I don't believe I ever watched it on MTV just because I don't think I had MTV at the time. Mm-hmm. But wherever I, I, I was, uh, wherever I was growing up at the time, on our, our local you know, regional television, it was syndicated at a certain time of the day. And I had to make sure that I was home during that period <laughs> so I could watch it. And um, it also, uh, I believe it played, if not back to back around the same time as the original Adam West Batman. So mm-hmm. because of that, both of them are actually very linked in my mind where, where they both have that same camp, that 1960s sheen. They both have that, um, I guess it's a seriousness and an absurdity baked into one, you know, mm, yeah, where, where they're presenting yeah. one face, but it's actually something else behind. Yes. And um, it's no, it, they, they are linked in my head. But, but the reason I bring it up is because so when I was a kid watching this show, you would turn it on, hear are the songs. Great. Hooray. Mm-hmm. Come, come maybe the, the next week, the next day, whatever. It was at least 24 hours later when you would see the next episode and you would hear right. the, the next set of songs, etc. When I when they eventually put these out on DVD and I got my first like DVD set of the monkeys, I was like, hooray, I'm just going to tear through these. It's going to be so uh-huh. good. And then you would notice that they put like the same four songs <laughs> again and again and again for like, what, five, six weeks in a row? And you're like, really? You're going to yeah. mix this up a little bit? And it's like, oh, because because in the real airing of these, it was a yeah. week later before you got to see another mm-hmm. monkeys song. So you were excited. You got to hear Papa Jean's right. blues two weeks in a row. <laughs> yeah. As opposed to, oh, I just heard this 20 minutes ago. It's like, no, 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 no. Right. You, you weren't yeah. supposed to watch this on a DVD. You were supposed <laughs> to watch one episode, then take a week and watch another episode, which is actually why I really enjoy your podcast too. Because it makes uh. me kind of like, you know, oh yeah, you spread it out. You, you spread out the, uh, the the viewings of the monkeys, <laughs> and I think it feels a bit more like that because, like you said, for Pete's sake, that song is the closing credits for every single episode. So it yeah. is. It's one of the most overplayed songs, other than "Hey Hey We're the Monkeys." Right? Like, yeah. Both are excellent songs, but if you're watching the DVD or the Blu-ray of right. it, yeah, you're exactly. going to watch it a like, lot uh, if you hit play all. <laughs> yeah, you're like, okay, right. Um, oh, and for Pete, another example of Mickey singing beautifully on the outro. Mm-hmm. Those notes, so good. What is, how did you, I don't, yeah, it's all good. Just all gold. Charming, wonderful people. All of them. All of them. All right. Are you ready yes. for number one? 
Now, I remember, I think um, one of some of the online communities had like a, a bracket for monkey songs a few mm. years ago. I don't know if you saw that on Facebook. I was very upset with some of the results. But <laughs> this was my number one. I don't know if this actually got to number one, mm-hmm. but my number one is Pleasant Valley Sunday. Another Pleasant Valley It is another another Mickey song, but all of them are singing. You can hear all of their voices in the back. I mean, I can pick, oh, okay, Mike is taking that part. Okay, there's Davey. Oop, a little too loud, Davey. Oh, okay, there's <laughs> there's Pete. You know, you can hear all of them singing the backing vocals. It's a genius. I don't remember who wrote this song, which is, is horrible. I'm so sorry, because it's a genius song about, um, you know, suburbia. One of the first songs, I think, about suburbia. and it it's just amazing and again the um the visual was this a rainbow was this a rainbow room song yeah yeah that's definitely what i yeah. picture for sure yeah, exactly yeah <laughs> so they're they're in the the rainbow set and it's i don't i you know i don't even know what to say about this song it's it's a great i mean it's one of the best songs of all time i i i, I can't it's pleasant valley sunday people <laughs> I, a local rock group down the street is trying hard <laughs> their song. I, I had to break the rules because I really wanted to know who wrote this. Oh, okay. So I broke down and looked up uh, uh, on Wikipedia who wrote this song. It's uh-huh. another Carol King. Of course it girl. is. Of course, of course it is. Of course. It's so good. Yeah. And the, her, her roses are in bloom. It just, and it was just like, it was like, oh, this is my neighborhood. You know, like I was just like listening to a song about my na- I grew up on a cul-de-sac you know, in San Jose, in the suburbs of San Jose, California, this was my neighborhood, you know, and it, and it's just so good. And there's like, you know, there's a little bit of cynicism mm-hmm, in it, mm-hmm. but it's not, it's not harsh. It's not like all you people are, it, it's not like XTC's, you know, respectable street, which is right. like, screw you neighbors. No, it's, it's still respectful, you know? And um, yeah, I just love that you can hear all of them in, in the backing vocals. I, you know, uh, it's the same reason that Headquarters is my favorite Monkeys album. It's mm-hmm. just like, because all of them are contributing. Yeah. And, and there's like an equal respect. You can just sense that they all respect each other's contributions and they're all working towards that one piece of art. And that just, I, that, that's what I love about music. You know what? Oh, oh, that's it. <laughs> that's what I love about music. Just different people all working together to make a piece of art. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. No, and and I think the natural feeling that people get when they perform music together, kind of like that high of just like, wow, look at us. We're all collaborating at the same moment. We're in tune. We're we're on tempo. Look at us. We're doing this. It feels good because it is good, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yes. Like like anyone who's never tried it, I highly recommend it. Get together with a few people. And just make some simple music together, and it feels really good, you know? It's amazing. Time, yeah. st- the, the illusion of time goes away. It's just, it's the best feeling, everybody. Come and, on. And, and you're right, on headquarters, because that was the one where they were proving that they could play all their own instruments, that they yes. could write all their own songs. That, that that was the first one where you you can tell, like, on the album, they were going out of their way to, like, prove that they were doing it. Like, there's, like, some, like, little, like, moments that are kind of outtake-ish on the album that you can kind of, like, yes, hear them so just kind fun. of, like, 
in, you know, four people in a room doing their thing. And I, I even yeah. remember, if I'm remembering correctly, on the back of the LP, there's a little section where it's like, hey, this is done all by us. We did this. <laughs> we are the musicians. Sure, yes. maybe we brought in one person to like do like, you know, a saxophone solo. But other than that, it's all us. Us, yes. I loved that. I would read that all the time, the back of that album. Yeah. I was just like obsessed with those pictures of them, <laughs> all like beardy and stuff because it was the summer. You know? They were they didn't serious have- now. They were serious <laughs> musicians. <laughs> oh, I love It just meant so much to me. I was like, yeah, sticking it to the man. They finally did it six months later. <laughs> <laughs> It, it's it's great. It's really really great stuff. And yeah. um, no, I, I, I'm I'm glad that we were able to have this conversation uh, about music. Uh, it's 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 great because I, I I do also think that a shared interest in music feels really good. And yes, being able to just mention dumb things like you know the uh, the, the poncho that Mickey wears. <laughs> Yeah, and have someone else know exactly what you're talking about is 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 a good feeling. So I, I hope someone exactly. else in the record store today uh, also feels seen and appreciated by by our love of the monkeys. That that other people can feel that too. And um, yeah, thanks, Governor. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, British friend who sounds like me. Strangely, it's thanks, odd, dude. It's it's very <laughs> odd. <laughs> Uh, but excellent, excellent. Uh, we should probably be closing up the store pretty soon. But one last thing we oh, got to okay. do is uh, restock the employee recommendation shelf. And also, oh, we should mention a couple of, uh, you know, shortlist songs. Songs that almost made the list, but not quite. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll talk about all that right when we get back uh, from this quick little coffee break. Okay. You've been planning this for months. Hope you're wearing your long johns today, hunters. Gotta be nippy out there. The big day is finally here. Welcome to opening day here at Sportsman's Warehouse. This is your big shot to gear up for Unforgettable at the Sportsman's Warehouse Grand Opening, Thursday through Sunday, October 14th through the 16th, off Summit Park Drive near Walmart. Or visit us at sportsmans.com. In this season of Unobscured, we will follow Grigory Rasputin's transformation from a peasant at the crossroads of history to a monster at the center of far too many legends. And in the process, learn how he took the weight of a fallen empire with him to the grave. Elite aristocratic society in Russia at the time was fascinated with very spiritualist leaders, with gurus, and there was this desire to seek alternate ways of connecting with reality that traditional religion and the church were unable to explain to people who were seeking answers to sort of these life's questions that seemed to have this pressing urgency right around 1900. Join us as we make our way into the burning palaces of Imperial Russia, to dig up the truth about Grigory Rasputin. Unobscured Season 4 is available now. Listen and subscribe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, I'm Sammy J, and we're back with Season 3 of my podcast, Let's Be Real with Sammy J. As part of Gen Z, I love that my generation is inspiring change, and I'm so excited to talk to more celebrities, activists, athletes, and influencers to find out what they're passionate about, how they're changing the world, normalizing stigmas, or helping others feel less alone. 
Season three is going to be exciting, revealing, and empowering. We've got Wayne Brady. I just realized, I was like, yeah, like the name of your podcast, let's be real, that's what it is. Oh, thank goodness for, for you, man. This, really, we need this message spread far and wide. Other guests include Jessica Alba, Megan Trainer, Josh Richards, and so many more. Season three will hopefully make you feel good at a time when we're all going through so many changes in the world today. Listen to Let's Be Real with Sammy J on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, we are back. Getting ready to close up the store, but before we do... Let's just go through a, a, a quick short list. Songs that we wanted okay. to mention, but we couldn't. Uh, I've, I've got a pretty big list here. When, when, I was, <laughs> when, I was, when I was kind of paring it down, like going through everything that I could consider a favorite and then bringing that down into a top five, I uh-huh. started with, with 17. 17 is what I Whoa. thought could have been in my top five. And then I just Whoa. kind of slowly narrowed it down from there and so, some are pretty obvious like um um uh, uh definitely Pr- pleasant valley Sa- sunday i think that's my number yeah. seven <laughs> um, <laughs> your auntie griselda that's uh oh. that's a fun one because it's yeah pete does, or, calling him pete i felt weird there <laughs> but <laughs> peter eh, whatever yeah. anyway Peter didn't get to be lead singer very often, and so when he did, it it it, it was it was fun. Like his weird like Porky joy. Pig song. Yeah, Percival. Per, pers- oh wow, I used to be able to say it. It's, really? it's a tongue twister. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's also yeah. funny too because I believe it was like a public domain song. But when they asked him who wrote it, he was like, "I did." <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, let's see here. Uh, yeah. Pleasant Valley Sunday, uh, sweet young thing, which I, I believe mm. that was the other Mike original on the first monkeys uh, album. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm a believer Valerie last train to Clarksville tapioca tundra, another excellent Mike original. Oh, yes. So um, gorgeous. Love is only sleeping. Uh, you, you just may be the one, um, words and, uh, mm-hmm. Magnolia Sims. These are a few mm-hmm. of my other mm-hmm. favorite monkeys mm-hmm. songs. Uh, how about you? Uh, yeah, I had Love is Only Sleeping. You know what? I think I feel like that song is about depression, but nobody oh, talks about it. Yeah, I yeah. I really feel like that song is about depression. I've never um, heard that before, but you sang that. It makes perfect sense. It, yeah. Um, I had Star Collector. That's a great one. Mm-hmm. Um, going Down, another Mickey showcase. Mickey doing his best James Brown. <laughs> um, me a uh, later one, one from uh, one of the later albums, Me and Magdalena. I don't know if you're familiar with that one. I don't it's think so. Mickey, Which album is that one Mike. off of? Do you know? Um, is it, what is the is name it of their recent? Oh yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, it's like it's like the last ten years. It was one oh. of their albums, like the last ten years. So so um, if we're going most recent, they had a Christmas album, and that's their final album. Right. So was this, this the one, one right like, before that? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I've, I've actually I'm 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 actually kind of sad to say I've never listened to that album, and I don't think it's because I'm mad at it or anything. Mm-hmm. I just think it's one of those things where I'm like. Well, I got my monkeys, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, I, t- I totally get it. I yeah. didn't listen to it either for like a few years. It took I, me a few I know years I'll to get around to it. To it. And, I, and, and I hear the Christmas album is actually really good. Have you heard that one? See, I haven't, I haven't listened to that one. That's the one there, I was like, I don't know. There we go. Like, like I'm, <laughs> I'm sure it's great. But yeah, yeah. I, I haven't gotten around to it. But, but you're saying this, this song that you just mentioned. That, me and Magdalena. That's off that new album. Yes. Gotcha. And it's absolutely gorgeous. And I don't want to bring anybody 
I don't know. Don't well. There, is anybody still in the shop? I don't want to bring anybody down. <laughs> but uh, when my father died a few years ago, this was my. Let me pull over my car and just cry. Mm. This was the song for that. This song just tore me up. But you know, it was what I needed. Yeah. You know, no, you just I, need to cry it out. Totally. No, I'm 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 sad you had to go through that, but I'm happy you had this song to help you get through that. Like that's yeah. Their songs can be really powerful tools in like really specific situations, and if you can happen to find the right tool for the right job, it's 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 powerful. Yeah, so that one. And um, let's see what else didn't make the list. Oh, all of your toys, which was like an abandoned possible single, which is just a genius. It's just a great song. It really is, and um, kind of obsessed with it. it it's strange. I wonder. No, I, I mean, I, I guess there's all kinds of internal ma- like machinations of like mm-hmm. how the singles were chosen between like the studios and the labels and and the four members of the band. I'm sure there's tons of reasons why 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 songs can become these weird like hidden, if not B sides, deep cuts. Yeah, and um, I guess, but I guess that happens with every band. There, there's tons of bands I can mention, mm-hmm. and, and and I feel like musicians. they couldn't get the rights to it or for something. I can't mm. remember. There was something about the songwriting or, or something they couldn't get it, but it's such a good song. Makes sense. And uh, if you get like the extended, one of their extended albums, they have like multiple takes. It's just the best thing for an obsessive monkeys fans to hear like the multiple takes and the abandoned takes and the rehearsal tracks and like the basically a karaoke track. Ah, God, I love it so much. Anyway, all of your toys. Uh, yeah, I, that, that was one that was really close to making the list. And I thought, ah, it's a little too obscure. Takura, just come on. (laughs) But, but I fully understand. And and no, I I agree. Um, there's because the monkeys were so beloved and existed for such an oddly, concentrated amount of time mm-hmm. there are uh, i believe rhino records puts out these amazing special editions of nearly yeah. all the albums and um in particular one of my favorites I-, I really love the head soundtrack despite the fact that it's barely music like it's it's, it's a lot of sound collage Fact, yeah. a lot of stuff like that but it is really fascinating and a fun listen there's an alternate version of the of the album head where like the actual version is kind of like a silvery gray. The alternate mm-hmm. version is like a gold. The gold mm. version of that album is is a really fun listen because it's all the same stuff, but just slightly different and slightly more musical leaning as opposed to like skit leaning. Anyway, ah. but there's there's so many alternate and special edition versions of all the Monkees albums. You, you can mm-hmm. always find something out there. Yeah. And Peter has great songs on that soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yeah. What is that one that long? Do I have to do this all over again or whatever that song is? <laughs> right. Yeah. I find myself singing that all the time when I have to take my dog out again. I'm like, oh, God dang it. <laughs> so I end up singing, do I have to do this all over again? Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of um, um, uh, uh, weird skip moments in there that I, I always get stuck in my head too. Like I believe Davey sang, I'll have a, a tall glass of cold gravy with a hair in it. <laughs> It's so gross. <laughs> like, why, why is this on an album for me to listen to on on purpose? But I love yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. I love it too. And like Diddy Diego. And, uh, it's just all weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, excellent. I, I, I think, I think if anyone has, if anyone has a love of the monkeys in their heart, they have enjoyed listening to our conversation. And I think if someone has never liked the monkeys, they have either left the record store <laughs> Or perhaps they are now starting to change their mind if they've made it this far and they're thinking to themselves, you know what? Maybe they weren't just 
goofy Beatles ripoffs. Yeah. Uh, you know, they started as goofy Beatles ripoffs. Like there's there's no there's no getting around that fact. Yes, definitely. <laughs> that is that is on paper, by contract, what they were originally meant to be. But I do think <laughs> that they changed into their own thing. They 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 developed, you know? Yes. Yeah. So much. Um, so much so. So so I so I hope the monkeys had had their day in this record store. <laughs> um, so the last thing that we need to do is um uh, do the uh, employee recommendation shelf now? Since I'm the only one here, I'm I'm, I'm going to throw it to you in a moment to uh, to, okay. to take Tara's place and throw something up oh, okay. in her stead. But uh, I guess for my recommendation, because we've been talking so much about the monkeys today, I am going to recommend. Um, I guess my favorite part of the monkeys that is not technically related, which is Mike Nesmith's first four solo albums. Nice. So uh, I'm going to go through these uh, in order. They're all fantastic. Uh, first up is the Wichita Train Whistle Sings. After that was Magnetic South. Me and my calico girlfriend Starting a set of new rules Watching the stars as they drop Followed by Loose Salute And then Nevada Fighter And um, especially those last three I mentioned, Nevada Fighter, Loose Salute, and Mag- Magnetic South, those are considered mm-hmm. like uh, uh, like the original trilogy of uh, of Mike Nesmith solo because I believe he had the same backing band and they all kind right. of fit together in like sort of like an aesthetic way. And it's all just kind of, uh, it's all fun. You know, it's, it's, it's got a nice fun vibe to it, really enjoyable. Um, it's him when he's definitely doing his alt-countryist. And yeah. um, like I mentioned before, the Wichita Train Whistle Sings, that's the one that's completely instrumental. That's him burning money as fast as possible <laughs> so he doesn't so have to pay insane. the taxes. Um, <laughs> so so I, I highly recommend those. Um, uh, yeah. I'm not sure if I can recommend them. I, I almost want to say I recommend Mike Nesmith solo more than the Monkees, but that's a silly thing to say. So I will say <laughs> I recommend Mike Nesmith solo almost as much as I recommend the monkeys. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Magnetic South. I was obsessed with that. Uh, that um, became the soundtrack to, uh, Oh no, I'm bringing it down again. <laughs> when I had to go back to Arkansas uh, mm. for my, when my dad passed away, mm. um, that Ma- Magnetic South, that was my soundtrack yeah. the whole time. And it just, it just fit, you know, it just fit with Arkansas. For sure. Um, my mom and my sister were like, why are you making us listen to this country? <laughs> but I'm like, this is it, you know. What is Joanne? a calico girlfriend and why am I listening to this? <laughs> so good. And like Joanne. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just an amazing song. If, and, if anyone um, is looking for one song to try Mike Nesmith solo, try Joanne. Joanne yes. is oh, such a treat. Yeah, it just, it, but you know, and Mama Nantucket, such mm. a fun song. Oh gosh. Yeah. And it just made me fall in love with um, slide guitar, which, you know, is weird. Like I always like, oh, okay, slide guitar. That's, that's, that's a thing. And now I'm like, no, this is the soul of Americana. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, 
Yeah. And I, I'm going to get his name wrong. I believe his name was like Randy Red Rhodes or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, Red. And and, and he was the, the, the guy. He, he Like Mike Nesmith just loved this musician that he knew who played slide mm-hmm. guitar. And he's all over on these albums all I just mentioned. It's, and it's great. And you know, um, there's a comedian. Um, oh boy, why can't I remember anybody's name? <sighs> Anyway, there's a comedian who also plays slide guitar, and I'm just like, I have actually sent like a request. I want, I want to do Mike Nesmith covers with you, please. And he's just like, I don't know who you are, lady. Uh, he's just like not responding, but I'm like, oh, you play slide guitar. That's all I want to do is just sing Mom and Nantucket. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry, I took over your recommendation. No, I'm no, sorry. no worries. My, my recommendations are over. Uh, please, oh, okay. if you would like to. Uh, uh, Pop something up on that employee recommendation shelf. What What are you enjoying lately? What's some music you want the people to hear? Okay. Well, I, I what first popped into my head was another white male. So before I get to the other white male on my list, <laughs> I want to I want to mention Janelle Monae. Yay! Um, Janelle Monae's Dirty Com- is it Dirty Computer? Is that the name? Yeah, um, that, that, that's the the most recent one, correct? That's just the way you make me feel. That's just the way you make me feel. Just obsessed, obsessed with it. Like I would go on walks and just listen to it over and over and over and over and over. As, as, just, as a person from Atlanta, uh, we are very uh, proud of Janelle Monet. We 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 love her around these parts, and she deserves uh, every ounce of our love. Just Janelle Monet. That's all you know. And and my she kind of looks like my niece. Kind of looks like Janelle Monet. And it just I'm like oh look at little Janelle Monet. Uh, she wore her hair like her for a while, like a big poof in the front. And I was just like yes. That's the look. Yes. <laughs> I'm getting you a bow tie and you're going to wear it. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yes, Janelle Monet, obsessed. And, but okay, now the white dude. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the hard part about talking about the monkeys is yeah, that's, that's just, four straight white cisgender dudes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, sorry. Mm. Uh, <laughs> um, There's this commercial that would come on uh, for like an egg substitute product. Okay. And um, and the song would come on with it uh, called With My Face on the Floor. And I was just like, oh, that was kind of cute little poppy song. Mm-hmm. And then I saw the commercial again. I was like, I really love this song. Who is this? And so I finally like had to like Shazam it or whatever. Uh-huh. And it's this uh, uh, songwriter, Emmett Rhodes. Who was, uh, he was like, I think there was a documentary about him called like the One Man Beatles. He just recorded all these songs on his own, like, you know, on a multi-track and they're genius. I mean, again, it fits in with this whole episode. It's like very Mm Beatlesque, but they're so good. And so I have like just this, uh, you know, um, not soundtrack. What's the word? Playlist? Playlist. Thank you. Uh, I was like an Emmett Rhodes playlist that I just like put on and- and unfortunately, he passed away a few years ago, you know, and I never got to enjoy him while he was alive. I think Susanna Hoffs, like, recorded some of his songs, mm. you know. I think she was friends with him. Curse you, Susanna Hoffs. I'm so angry at <laughs> Susanna Hoffs. She finds these, I mean, she just has the best taste in music. Right. And then she befriends these people and gets to record with them. And I'm like, oh, Susanna Hoffs, stop it. <laughs> but, yeah, so she recorded some of his songs. So, yeah, just Emmett Rhodes. He's yeah, amazing, amazing songwriter. Amazing. Well, what a wonderful way to wrap up our day. Uh, unfortunately, 
we are well, well past closing time, so I got oh. I got to close the doors. Uh, okay, but, sorry. But, but Takura, um, thank you so much for coming here. Uh, I appreciate you stopping by the store today. Um, I, I, I I really appreciate your podcast, The Monkeys thank Podcast, you. spelled monkeys, E-E-S, podcast, P-A-W-D-cast. <laughs> yeah, like a paw, monkeys podcast. Thank you so much. Of course. This and was super fun. May I make a request for what you do next after you run mm-hmm. out of monkeys episodes? Mm-hmm. I know you love kids in the hall. Will you do an episode-by-episode episode podcast watching every episode of Kids in the Hall? Oh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, oh. even, maybe even sketch by sketch. You can do no, okay, every wait. episode. Can I would be- like to retire sometime. <laughs> can I, like, retire? Be 80 years old. All right. Yeah. Strive for the kids. Because that is the sad part that I'm I'm unfortunately looking looking um into the distance and I'm seeing, oh, you're gonna run out of episodes of the monkeys. Like like you're gonna run out. Yeah, but see, but then mm-hmm. you've got head. Yeah. You've got the TV, the weird TV special. True, true. You've you can actually do elephant, they, they, uh, uh, elephant parts. Yeah. Yeah. And they had those they had those uh weird TV movies that they were supposed to do. They were supposed to do under contract, they only right, did once. Right. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So th- there's some stuff to hang on at the end. But kids in the hall, that would be that would be really fun that I do. I do yeah, I would really enjoy that. <laughs> I'm just saying I would really enjoy it too. Kids in the hall is uh foundational in my life and I think they're very important. And dissecting kids in the hall, I think would be a lot <sighs> of fun. Who wouldn't want to sit down and talk about love and sausages for 45 oh my minutes? God. That and would- you know, I, like everybody else in LA, did take improv classes. Mm-hmm. But when I fell in love with my first teacher was when he asked, okay, like, what's like one of your favorite sketches? Because he was like going to break down, you know, something for me. And mm-hmm. I, I said, oh, girl drink drunk. Right. And he just, yeah. and he's like, okay, explain that. And so like, I talked about it and he like broke down like the, I was just like, oh, comedy is unlocked. You know, like it's, it's not a mystery. There are rules. This is so fascinating. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Kids in the hall, yes. Oh my gosh. Anyway, that's a request for the future. Just 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 ruminate on right. that. You know? I, I put it, it's in my notes. Yeah. I have it. Who knows? Here. <laughs> uh, but anyway, Someday. we definitely have to close the store. Okay. So thank you, Takura. Really appreciate you being here. Thanks. Thank you, this everyone else fun. in the store. You weird British people over there. We really appreciate you. All right, <laughs> cheers, love. <laughs> and <laughs> but we, we're closing the door now. Uh, uh happy trails, everyone. Until we meet again. Record Store Society is hosted by Tara Davies and Seth Nicholas Johnson. If you'd like to contact the show, you can send an email to recordstoresociety at iheartmedia.com. Or you can find us on all your favorite social media sites with the handle at Record Store Society. Record Store Society is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Grand Canyon University, a Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering over 200 engaging programs online. GCU integrates the free market system and its welcoming Christian worldview perspective into its academic programs and throughout our online campus. GCU's online students received over $100 million in scholarships in 2020. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you qualify for. It's a story that captivated the nation. 
Two brothers and their sister are on the run from authorities tonight. Three close-knit siblings, known as the Doherty Gang, go on a 15-state crime spree, evading police for eight days. Police say the trio have a stockpile of weapons, and at least one of them has made it clear he's not afraid to die. They're like modern-day Bonnie and Clyde. Listen to the Doherty Gang every Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's been a year since my sister Callie died. Now I can't sleep because every time I close my eyes, Callie's there to wake me up. The insomnia's gotten so bad, I'm not sure what's real anymore. There's a shadow living inside my head. It's angry, and I don't think I can stop it. My name is Harper Hart, and I'll see you in your nightmares. Journey into your own subconscious and listen to See You in Your Nightmares now on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sweet.